Snake. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Snake and uh, Billy Crystal. <laughs> Why doesn't Gregory Hines like really dance in this movie? I mean, I, in he the does other on movie. roller skates. Oh, it's right. Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff. And today we're going to talk about Peter Himes running scared. Are we? Yeah. I thought we were talking about Wayne Kramer's running scared because that's what I watched. We were supposed to watch that one? Uh, were we? I mean, that's what I thought we were doing. Fuck. I, mean, I hadn't crossed my mind to watch the other one, but. Well, I thought. Oh, shit. Well, we could talk about whichever one you like. I think I oh, remember wow. the. Uh, I think I remember the Peter Himes one enough that I think I, could. I, I think I remember the Kramer one enough to where I we can probably we can probably get through this. Yeah. We're here. I don't. Let's, you know, your schedule, my schedule. We can't. Let's just talk. Uh, all right. Um, let's talk about. Uh, so Billy Crystal plays this. No, that's not the other one. Uh, Paul Walker. Paul right? Walker. Paul Walker uh, plays this thug. Joey. Uh, Joey. Good thug name. Good Joey. thug name. Joey Gazelle, because he runs like a gazelle, <laughs> running scared. Get it? <laughs> No, and, that's uh, not really anything, is it? Let's see. His wife is Vera Farmiga. Yeah, is think, that right? I think you hit the G though. Farmiga. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've never known. I've heard people. What's you hear people say it different ways? But I kind of find her oddly hot. Nothing odd about it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I no, not, no, no, not no, in the no, Conjuring no, no, movies, no, 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 but like in this movie. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, and in the Departed, right? Yes. I totally buy them as a couple too. That's what's. Like yeah, like that whole like when we when we meet them, right? But let's ju- we're jumping ahead because there's a really <laughs> kick ass opening gunfight in this movie. There's a drug deal going down. Yeah, a serious drug deal going down. And I'm hearing Jamaican voices, so I'm gonna go and call them a Jamaican gang. Yeah, right. Cause I, immediately, I flash back to one of those Seagal movies or Predator Two when I hear Jamaican gangs what? selling drugs. Mark Mark for death. Yes. Seagal. Is that the one? Uh, yes, with the yes. Jamaican warlords and, the and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But they go to Jamaica. To- <laughs> there, was a, there was a point in midnight, early '90s, when the Jamaicans were bad. They were. Wait, they, why was that? I don't know, man. You know, was that was it part of the war on drugs? Yeah, I bet you it was. I bet it was part of that <laughs> Nancy so Reagan stupid. just say no bullshit. Fucking country, just say dude. no to the Jamaicans Sorry. and their weeds. <laughs> weed, lady, weed. Weeds. Don't smoke the weeds. Don't smoke the weed. It's bad for you. It's a gateway drug. It just grows everywhere in Jamaica. They're all bad. <laughs> That's probably what was happening in the White House. Don't don't eat jerk chicken. It's jerk. Got weed it's, in it. Jerk means weed <laughs> in Jamaican. It just means weed chicken. It's weed chicken. Don't eat the weed chicken. That's, that's the. What do you think the word herb comes from when you're talking about weed? It's called, <laughs> Jamaica because it's Jamaican. it means weed. Jamaican herb. <laughs> Herbs are just another word for weeds. Damn it. See, now you know that. <laughs> We're here to educate. I learned all that at the pot museum. Or maybe I, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I didn't. <laughs> There's a pot museum in, off the 170 here in SoCal, yeah, apparently. Weird. I yeah. wasn't aware of that before this morning. No, man. It's crazy. I, I'll show you. Take pictures. <laughs> Since you mentioned, I'll make sure I put it in the show notes. I'll put a link right My kick it. of the week. <laughs> My kick of the week. It's uh, it, it's about weed. It's right? about weed, in Jamaica. <laughs> Come to Jamaica, stay for the weed. <laughs> All right, so so there's a there's a big drug deal going down here, and uh, we have Paul Walker as part of the crew that's already there. That's not Jamaican. No, who's the cat that plays Tommy? I always forget this dude's name. Uh, is that Johnny Johnny Messner? Johnny Messen, Messen, about, Messenger? Right. Johnny Messer? Messenger. This is where we see him. This is where we start with him. It's Paul Walker and Johnny and there's two other people. Yeah, but I mean, not. I I feel like Gummy Bear is not there, right? No, no, Gummy Bear is not there. We'll get to Gummy Bear later. Yeah, we don't see Sal till later. They're in some kind of seedy apartment with his drug reels going down and just the door gets kicked in by a bunch of mass assailants and they're coming. They're robbing. They know this deal's going down. They're coming in there to snatch money and the drugs. Right. And one of them sounds exactly like Chaz Palminteri. Really? Isn't he in the movie? 
Right. But I mean, dude, like, I'm just saying if I'm like, and I, the first time he's like opens his mouth, I'd be like, wait a second. Were you in Bronx Tale? I would have called him on his shit. Right. Because that's the scene where Billy Crystal comes in, right? And, yeah. And and Joe Pantoliano, and they've got him. He's got the little parrot oh, wait, hairdo. That's the other movie. And he's, he's got that green tweak. And he looks like a parakeet. What do they call What's his name? Joey Pants? <laughs> no. What's Joey Pants' name in the movie? Oh, Tweety. Do it again. That's Running Scared. Wrong that's movie. Peter Himes Running Scared. Yes, let's stop talking about that. Worm one for now. What the fuck is worm. It? it is worm. Is, is it, it worm? Or is it birdie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They make a joke about his hair going a parakeet, right? Maybe because it's green for for no reason at all. No, but okay. he's got he's got one of those dumb eighties yeah, names. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, it should be it's, Tweety or something stupid. Like anyway, that. that has nothing to do with this, this movie. movie. No, it doesn't. So these mass assailants come in there and they're robbing the place and like. He sounds like Chaz Palminteri, and he does. And the other thing, know. too, is Chaz Palminteri's mouth is not concealed at all by that mask. It's just like, I never, I was like, I'm like, what? It's not even a good full, but this is my, this is my, one of my only complaints with the movie. It's like when he busts in, and the first thing I see is like, he's wearing a mask, but I know it's him because his mouth is literally, the mouth hole is giant, and his whole mouth is sticking out of it. I have a feeling he had a hard time breathing with whatever way it was on there. It, I'm sure. It and looked they, like it was they, cut out. It, they, they had to make some kind of, but you know what I mean? Like, Small complaint. And, and you know, Kramer was just like, uh, no, I can tell who that is. <laughs> right you, you give me a reveal like like right. in the first scene. I can't. Yeah. I mean, you know, you shot around it and it doesn't really ruin the movie. But I was like, oh, well, no, because you find I mean, it's I knew not he very, was in the movie. It's not that much longer after even screen time that we yeah. discovered that. Not at all. Chaz Balbateri is that guy. And, and he's, he's a crooked cop. Right. But we don't know this in this moment. Right. He's just there to fucking these guys bust in to fuck up this drug deal. Everybody's on the ground. Guns are drawn. And it's a Mexican standoff. And then while... Two minutes in. While one of Joey and Johnny's... What the fuck? Tommy, right? Tommy and Johnny. While Tommy and Johnny's crew is laying on the ground, someone pulls out a switchblade, stabs it into one of the masked assailant's foot, and all hell breaks loose. And it goes all full like bullet time. But and not the traditional bullet time, but I mean, moving around the room in a very... Wayne Kramer music video kind of oh, way. Oh, yeah, it's for very, sure. That's one thing about this movie. It's very stylized, but I don't ever feel It doesn't like take me out of the movie. It doesn't, no. no. And it, you don't see it a lot. You see it here and then one other time. Right. Because he's like going, look, I'm going to put my signature on this. And by the way, I should point out that Wayne Kramer also wrote the movie. The Switchblade, it's Walker who pulls out the Switchblade. Is it? Yeah, man. He uses it later in the movie. Remember? He uses it later in the movie, but he doesn't does he, use it in the scene. But does he taste the same knife, right? I mean, I, it's is the same. It? Well, I, because they put it on the bag with the guns. Right, We're right, right, right. Again. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Oops. No, because that's the thing is Tommy gives, he takes all the guns and puts them in and he gives them to Billy Crystal and says, do you go hide? Oh, Wait, that's, not, no, that's Paul Walker. Walker. Fuck. Gives him to Walker. Yeah. All right. People are dying left and right. Like I said, it's a very stylized moment with the camera moves and everything. Yeah, Tommy pulls out this piece out of his ankle, sticks it to the to the nuts. And yeah, and blows the balls off the guy that already has a fucking knife in his foot. Right, he's, got, he's <laughs> like pinned. He can't move anywhere. Now his nuts get shot off, shot right up his ass. And we know something about Tommy right away besides being an overactor. Right. <laughs> Thinks he's doing Shakespeare in the park every scene. <laughs> Woo, man. Yeah, there's some fucking Richard III shit going on there. Serious. The dude's like, I don't care who you are. I'm putting a bullet in you. Yeah, he didn't care. If nope. Dirty cops, Jamaican nope. gangsters, I'll nope. kill everybody. So two of the mass assailants leave while the third one's laying on the ground because there are only three. <laughs> Is that right? There's only three like of those guys? Because a trio corrupt cops. I thought there were four, man. I mean, I think, that I, you know what? I think I'm maybe I was confusing with a couple of the Jamaican guys who get wasted. A trio of Because they all get killed. Yeah. Yeah, all the Jamaicans are dead. And... One guy gets away. One, only one. While there's one dead as one dead mass assailant, and the other one holding on to where his balls used to be. Roll over to find him. This guy's a cop. Roll over the other dead body. He's a cop. He's a cop too. Right now, what do we do? Get the fuck out of here is what we do. And take this gun. Tommy says, "Joey, grab all that shit and go throw it in the river or something." <laughs> right. Do something with it. Yeah. Whatever. Get get rid of him. Instead, Joey decides to go home. For dinner. For dinner. First. Yeah. And this is where we run into his wife. Where are you going, Ozzy? Her and Walker are great together. I mean, I totally buy that whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Johnny goes home to his wife, Teresa, and their son, Nikki, who's like 12 or 13 or something like that, right? Yeah. He's 11. Because he's, what are you, 8? I'm 11. When, when they find him in the car, the stupid Tommy, when he has his moment. How do you? Oh, he's 11? 
I think that's what they said. 11, 12? 12. I think 12. I think it's 12. Oh, oh she just says 12 right here. Yeah, well, there you go. See? It's 12, and there's three cops. <laughs> 12 years old, three cops. This is 50-year-old memories you're relying on here and notes. Well, so. I'm just saying, look, here's the thing. Because everything is going on, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not counting bad guys. I'm just enjoying the shootout. Uh, here's the problem. We're getting mixed up here because all my notes are for the Peter for, Yes, movie. exactly. Because he watched Snake. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Snake and uh, Billy Crystal. <laughs> Why doesn't Gregory Hines like really dance in this movie? I mean, I, he in does the other on movie. roller skates. Oh, that's right. So Johnny gets back to home and tries to, you know, dry hump his wife. There's no dry humping going on. There's some ass crack and there's some What's whale that? tail. So Joey gets home, runs downstairs to the basement. And to hide the weapons. Because what is he doing what Tommy asked him to do? Tommy said to go dump those somewhere. Why is he hiding them? Dumping them in the basement. I don't know who knows. What he doesn't know, Joey doesn't know, is that his son, Nicky, and his next door neighbor, buddy. Oleg. Oleg are hiding behind some boxes, some oddly placed boxes. It's my only problem. I got the whole movie. I'm like, why are those boxes just sitting in the They're there to room? hide those kids. <laughs> They're there to hide those kids. Hides the guns. And he hides the guns and goes upstairs and... Goes in the kitchen and there's uh, some food going on, some cooking. Teresa's doing her thing in the kitchen and panties sticking up out of her jeans. And I think, whale tail. yeah, Joey is probably, I mean, I'm going to guess Joey's seriously amped up from what he's just jumped happened. up his, on adrenaline. He's got a boner he, and he's like, uh, yeah, he's running around he's stick with, it somewhere. with an adrenaline chub. And what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, you got to right. get rid of it, man. Of course. What are you going to do? You get, you're a grown man with a hot wife. You're not going to go upstairs and beat it. No, man. I mean, I mean to resolve the problem quicker, but. Right. But, you know, maybe it's not as much fun. I'm guessing no. No. 15, 20 feet away from that is Paul Walker's dad. Drooling on himself. Drooling on himself while he's just about to. It, yeah, I mean, I, he's kind of semi-veggie, but not really. Yeah. And what is he watching? He's watching. So now I can't remember. He, there's something on TV. It's like. And later on, you get a little more understanding about... Right, you figure, you find out... You thing. find out why right. he is the way it is. Oleg pieces out, goes home. He lives with his stepfather and his, his, his mom. His Russian prostitute his, mother. Mila. His, his mother's name is Mila. Mila Yagarsky. <laughs> Yagarsky. And I don't... It's funny because... Uh, and I can't... I, I'm, I'm so terrible. Again, I made my notes for the wrong movie. But the actress that plays her, she's also the one that's in um, Banshee. On Cinemax. Oh, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah and, right. And I, mean, I, when I started watching Banshee years ago, it was still, I mean, I just finished last year, but when I initially started watching the show, I'm like, why does she look so familiar? And then IMDb, of course. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love running scared. This running scare that we're trying to talk about, not the Right, not the Himes one. Because I think she was still in Russia then. Or she was probably not even born. Or Nova Scotia, whatever she actually comes from. I don't she know was she 10. <laughs> She was 12 when they made it. <laughs> so there's that. There's uh, so that. the stepfather's Anzor, right? Anzor. He's an abusive piece of shit. And it's something we didn't refer to earlier. Right. When but, you see but, his yeah, but oh, when, We haven't seen it yet. That's but when why. Oleg and, and Nikki were playing in the basement before Joey gets home, um, Oleg's shirtless up a little bit. And you see all this bruising because the boys were roughhousing. And initially, Nikki thinks, oh, my gosh, man, I'm sorry. Because he thought they were, when they were roughhousing, he bruised them like that. Right. But, man, the bruises on that back looked like he was thrown out of an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> or he looks, I've seen, like, similar makeup jobs on zombies when they've had, like, fatal right, organs. Like, right. Exactly. Like, this looked, guy's, kid's been dead for, like, a week. <laughs> the blood's coagulating. He doesn't it. know it yet. Because <laughs> you're just getting a little bit of it. It tells you everything you really need to know. Yep. Anzor right. starts being, you know, verbally abusive to Mila after Oleg comes home. And Oleg starts to like, fuck this, I'm going upstairs. Right, and he's watching John Wayne and he's and like, shit. Hey, what are you doing? Oleg, what are you doing, Oleg? <laughs> Oleg! <laughs> Come down my, here, Oleg. Watch John Wayne with me. Here comes my shitty accents again. The Cowboys! <laughs> ah. Anzor has Nikki come watch. Cowboys with them. This is the John Wayne Cowboys. And he starts lamenting about when I was a kid in Russia, I got these eight millimeter films from my, you know, from my buddy. And back then when we were always selling projectors, they were trying to sell them to kids and have interest yeah, in, sure. in movie making and all that. But it's always just snippets. It's like a 10 minute reel. Right. So Anzor is telling him, yeah, I had this 10 minute reel. And because this whole thing's for kids, I don't see John Wayne die. Right. In we we were watching, Anzor watching the Cowboys, 
and he's talking to the TV like he's watching a sporting event or the the asshole dad from Silver Bullet just yelling during the wrestling match. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's doing that Get thing. Out! And he's like going, not this time, not this time. Not this time. What do you mean not this time? I'm like, what? And then he goes on to explain the 10-minute reel he saw as a kid always had John Wayne alive at the end. So now he comes to the United States and watches and sees the whole movie and his heart's broken. His whole life is ruined because he built his whole life around John Wayne in the Cowboys as a role model. And this is man that did what he wanted to do and did it in things on his own terms. Always. He's telling Oleg about how much it pisses him off. He's like, can I leave now? Because I got shit to do. All right, we done. I'm guessing and Oleg has heard being, that before. Yeah, right? <laughs> But he starts getting shitty with, with Oleg's mom. And then Oleg's like, Had and, and he panics on and he pulls out the little revolver, the ankle revolver that Tommy pulled. The nut shooter gun. <laughs> so he's like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to shoot me? Is are you going to shoot me, you little bastard? Does he suddenly, does he Yeah, he basically, him? I mean, he does. He taunts him in his drunken Russian rage. Yeah. Because that's what John Wayne would do. The gunshot goes off, and then... Well, they cut back to the house. Where Joey and Teresa and Nikki are eating, and... Then a second bullet. A second bullet goes shooting through the window, and everybody hits the ground in the dining room while they're trying to eat. Except for... Except for Veggie Dad. 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 That doesn't do a lot of movement. Everybody that hits the ground can that can hit the ground. <laughs> everybody, everybody that can hit the ground hits the ground. <laughs> Everyone who can't, doesn't. Joey pulls up, grabs a weapon, and he goes around, <laughs> they started to investigate, and... Find Anzor on the floor, shot in the elbow or in the shoulder. Fucking I think he's something. shot in the shoulder. And then Joey knows that Anzor is abusive to both Oleg and Mila. Right, it doesn't and take a genius. So, so he thinks he's he automatically thinks he's the guy that's like shooting out the gun. And we've already talked to her earlier about the fact that Anzor is like cooking meth in the back garage. Right. So he just assumes he's gunfire. He it was it came somebody from him. came to kill him. And he goes, some... oh, "You think I shoot myself?" Right. <laughs> Billy Crystal. Billy Gary Crystal. <laughs> Stephen Bauer as Detective, whatever his name is. Joey starts asking Anzor questions about the gun, and Anzor describes it in a way, and then Joey realizes that's my gun. And then they do this really cool, the second stylized moment in the movie. Right. Which, again, is really well done. There's some cool stuff about that segment and that moment. And that's when they use Paul Walker's brother right. instead of Paul Walker in the shot. Right. And this is obviously a decade before they, oh, have, yeah. they have to do it for, for Fast, Fast 7. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great shot it's, over him in right. the ha- in Oleg's house with replaying the gunshot and the bullet going through the window and seeing the family and seeing himself right. and him at the same time. You see them both at the same time. Right. And I, and I thought it was just a, I thought it was just a plate thing. I, th- I yeah. thought I really thought it was an optical and I didn't think that it was, it was all done in camera. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only CGI I believe it's in that is the, is the glass. It's the glass. And the, then the bullet, the, the, yep. the, the, uh, bullet ex- the bullet shooting through the, the bread. Gun. Right. Right. Joey realizes, like, hey, I'm fucked. I got to track that gun down. So he needs, you know, Oleg pieces out. They don't know where he went. So right. now he's, he hits the he's, street. He's got to find him. And Oleg is a fucking odd looking kid, man. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny is, do you know what that kid is now? I forget his name, but he's like, he's in all four Twilight movies. Cameron Bright. He's if in he, an X Men movie too, right? Yeah. He, he, I think he's in all the X Men movies of the, the new batch of stuff with, you know, Fastbender and, and McAvoy. So Joey's like, fuck, I got to go track down this gun. So he grabs Nikki and says, you're coming with me. We need to we need to track down Oleg. Right. And so he's basically using him as a guide. Like, tell me all the places that you go to. Totally. In between, although we're intercutting with the two of them driving around and going different spots and Oleg going to going to, to a shooting gallery of some kind. Of, right. Oh, I, sorry. A heroin den. Yes. I mean, I, I say shooting, shooting gallery. gallery. No, yeah, yeah. We must clarify that. Yeah. Like, why is he going to target practice? He seems like he's pretty good. <laughs> he just shot his stepfather in yeah, the shoulder, he's, and he's, he's like, he's on he's the like, lamb, and he went to a shooting gallery. He went to a shooting oh, gallery. Obviously, there was some kind of uh, yeah. sub- subtext going on there yeah, since he went yeah, to yeah. a shooting gallery because he shot him in in the arm instead of in the head, like he yeah, probably right. wanted like to. Like he was a junkie, right? Yeah, I mean, he looked like one. I mean, weird. Poor oh, we kid. forgot to mention he has a crazy ass fucking John Wayne Cowboys tattoo on his back. Oh yeah, which we, oh yeah. So Anzor, you know. Has a serious black and white John Wayne shoulder to shoulder tattoo on his back. Yeah, a big giant back piece. And you do see this when he's watching the Cowboys because he leans forward and you can see it. This is before Oleg comes home, before you realize he's an abusive dick. Right. It's kind of the first thing you see on him. It's yep. Like you see it. That's where you, that's our introduction to him is from 
right. his weird that shot on the tattoo. And Oleg starts, while he's in the shooting gallery, he starts running into some unsavory people. Because totally. it's a shooting gallery, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, yeah. You're going to run into, un, you're going to run into unsavory types and in a shooting gallery in a building like that. Runs into a homeless man, runs into a drug dealer. And finally, he runs into an abusive pimp by the name of Lester. Lester the pimp, dude. Lester. And then Davina, right? Davina? Davina's yeah. the hooker. Davina yep. is the prostitute. Who The prostitute with the heart of gold. I always liked that hooker with the heart of gold. Oleg sees that Lester's being abusive to, to Davina, and he's like going, I see this at home. Lester is your classic movie dickwad pimp. And, and, and the thing is, he's a, he's a white guy. Right. Like he's almost he, albino-looking motherfucker yeah. with that white hair and yeah. pale eyes. He's perfect casting because you're like going... You hate already, him. You, you hate him because you're supposed to On hate sight. this pimp anyway. And then you're physically angry at him, and you're you know emotionally angry at him because he's a piece of shit. So Oleg sees him being abusive to this woman, just like he sees that happening at home. And he pulls out the, the revolver. Vulva. Of course, Lester is so full of himself, and, and he's got all his confidence that he thinks he's going to snatch the gun away from the kid. And what happens? Some crazy shit happens. So <laughs> Oleg and Davina hit the bricks. After Oleg helps Davina, they go to a diner, and she's trying to look after the kid now. What we end up doing, we, we end up running into Joey and Nikki at the diner. Because Joey's there talking to Frankie the boss, Frankie Perillo, right? Frankie Perillo. Uh, he's an Italian mob boss that he works for. Him. Tommy's uncle. That Oleg has the gun, but it but falsely states that it hasn't, wasn't fired in, during the shooting. Right. And only Walker knows that Oleg has the gun. Right. But everybody else has their suspicions. So Nikki and Oleg go into the bathroom, and then they stash the gun. Oh, right in the toilet tank. In the toilet tank. <clears throat> that old trick. So right after right after Nikki and Oleg stash the gun, uh, Oleg leaves with with Davina, and the police catch Oleg and return him to Anzor. Right. And soon after that, Oleg escapes from Anzor. Yes. And he ends up hiding in a van, and yeah. a couple, Des and Adele, as their their names are. Right. And they're two, they're two weirdos. kids. Weird. Something they're, initially. They're off with them, right? They just, they're like, right. What are you doing out in the middle of the oh, night hi. with your kids in like a van? Pick, looks like we picked up a stray. We picked up a stray. Oh, and there's two other that. kids who look like they're sort of weirdly medicated. Yes. In the fucking back of the van. It's wacky. They end up taking him back to their apartment, the five of them. So the couple and the kids and Oleg. Oleg, because of his home life, is already super suspicious of anybody. Of anybody. Right. He's a but, smart kid. But now he's just kind of looking around going, where the fuck am I? Why am I in this giant playroom in this apartment? This is really weird. Dude, he's looking at the floor and it's like covered in plastic and shit. I guess I'm standing on plastic. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like he knows. He's, he's, fuck, he, he's a smart kid. Right. Those other two kids, those both poor bastards. And if you think about it. Put on this cowboy outfit. Put right. on this astronaut. Touch your sister. I like <laughs> right. And this is three years before Lethal Weapon Two, right? So, oh wait, that's the other. Wait, talking, you're talking about that's the other running scared. Right. God damn it! Shit. Hold on, hang on. Right, this is where Darlene Flugel shows up, and we find out she's Billy Crystal's ex-wife, <laughs> which I'll never buy. No, ever. Doesn't make any sense. No, me. especially not in that movie. That whole roller skating sequence negates everything. <laughs> Come on, Do they Michael. play Sweet Freedom in this movie? No. Like a techno version somewhere? No. Like in the shooter's gallery? No. Okay. Just checking. No. Because you know how much that would have cost? Dude, just speed that shit up. No. Just sample it and chop it up. Yeah, right. Just, it would have been a good, it would have been a nice tie-in. There's one thing about this movie is music is not a character like it. No, you would it, think it would it, be. The, the movie is better for it. Oh, no, I, I agree. Because I fucking hate pointless needle drops in music, in yeah. movies of this type, just as needle drops. Yeah. Point blank. What? The Lee Marvin one? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so he's like, you know, you know what this crazy thing about that, um, just, I'm going to say this, the crazy thing about this house that they go to it looks like nothing else in the movie. It's like suddenly we're in some, you know, this whole movie, oddly enough, I'm just going to say it right now. I wanted to say it earlier and I forgot, but it's kind of like a grim fairy tale. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing is just like everybody right. we meet, they're like, you know, there's like the bamboos kind of, they're all like these weird it, sort of dark, like. It feels like an anthology in a lot of ways yeah. because it has very distinct pieces of. Right. You, you sometimes you'll you'll feel that about a movie where you, this feels these moments feel written separate and then they did some shit way of sewing them together. So this is kind of like 
this is what would have happened if there would have been a third kid in Hansel and Gretel. Right. Right. Like, because there's the Hansel and Gretel kids, and then there's they're in this weird, like, oh, this like, not, this super right stylized apartment, and, which is also oddly there are no corners in this thing. It's all columns, and right. everything seems to be sort of like round, so you don't really ever know what yeah. the geography of the place is. It's weird. Right. I just noticed it when I was watching it, like, because they spend a lot of time in it. Yeah. In this sort of movie within within the other movie right right that's kind of going on and Oleg's super suspicious right what's wrong so, my stomach I think he said he was telling him to take, yeah, take, a shit. take a shit and I don't blame him too man I would have I had to take it to that sh- diner Dude, he ate, yeah he ate at the diner and this is some weird shit so he grabs her phone he grabs this woman's phone this this stranger right and heads to the bathroom and he calls Teresa because he, he knows this is see this is where and he calls her on the home line because this is this is before cell phones became everybody's phones right so he's calling her and he calls because of course he would know that number because it's just like buddy. Right. They still use landlines. Right. So he calls Teresa and she knows that Joey is out looking for Oleg right. because of what happened. Because there's some shit going on. Yeah. And you need to get back here because. Where are you? Teresa's worried because if Joey doesn't get this gun back, he's dead. Yeah. He's and so is she probably and the kid. Yeah. So she knows she's. They're all dead. She like, where are you, Oleg? Where are you? I don't know. And he starts telling her, I'm in some strange apartment. And she's like, what the, what are you talking about? She can't wrap her head around what he's saying. All she wants to know is where he is so she can come get him to resolve this issue and find this gun. And then he goes, I don't know. There's some other kids here, Teresa. I don't know. I'm in the bathroom. I can't, I I can't look at any addresses. She says, look Look in the the medicine medicine cabinet cabinet and see if there's anything in there. And then kids gets an address for her. Right. And she shows up there knocking on the door. Right. But first she runs by that weird window. (laughs) Like this is one of those moments that I wanted to bring up for sure. When you're bringing out Grimm's fairy tales is like, while Oleg's on the phone, there's a frosted glass right. in the bathroom, which feels like it's on the other side of the playroom. And you're seeing very clear, like you said, Nosferatu monster silhouettes going back and forth. It's fucking really cool. Adults Almost like, are monsters. I love it because at first of all, I mean, is that just what he's seeing? Is Oleg seeing this? Are we seeing what he's seeing? But he turns his back. Right. To the frosted windows at one point, and it's still there. I'm like, going, it makes the whole thing even more effective. It's so fucking creepy. And you're just like, going, oh, fuck, get him out of there. Get him out of there. Get him. And make sure you grab them kids, too. It's that weird fluted glass. Because right. it sort of, it makes everything, it distorts the shapes of things. Right. Isn't, that, yeah, I should point, yeah, great point. It, was, it isn't just frosted. It is. It's fluted. It's, it's making everything look distorted on top of that. And it's, man. This movie goes places you just don't think it's gonna go. Yeah, and this is one of those moments, and we and we're gonna let's just say that Teresa shows up and gets Oleg, and we'll move on. We'll leave it. Yeah, we'll and, leave everything else to your viewing pleasure. Yeah, pump back to Joey, and Joey's still on the hunt for this weapon, and he thinks, "Oh my gosh, Oleg was just in the bathroom." Right, and so he asked Joey, asked Nikki. Where did you guys stash the gun? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's in the toilet. The toilet tank. So they go back, but they can't go back in right away because there's Tommy. Well, isn't Tommy and Numbnut still in there? And Frankie? Uh, Like the gangsters are still in there, right? Maybe, but I think it's the cops that stop him from going in there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So he goes in there and he starts checking all the tanks. He can't find the gun because the gun's gone now. The gun's gone. Who the fuck knew the gun was there? Yes. Who did know the gun was there? Yeah. It was my weird. That was uh, like, okay. But they do kind of explain it. So after rescuing Oleg, Teresa meets up with Joey and uh, they trade kids. So Nikki gets goes with his mom and Oleg goes with Joey because they still need to track down this gun. And they're they're on their, on their way to finding the gun. And through some intercutting that was going on with Oleg and Teresa trying to resolve their situation, he's still out looking for the weapon. And through all that searching has led him and Oleg now to go, the gun's in there. We're going to go snatch that gun. From the pimp. From From the Lester. Just as they're going to roll up on him and get it. Who rolls up on them? It's Tommy and Sal. We don't know who Sal is. We know Sal's name because he finally say it. But who playing Sal? Michael Cudlitz. Mr. Walking Dead himself. It's funny, right, because I remember, for me, the first time I, that dude broke out was in Southland. Yes. And I remember him, you know, he used to be a carpenter man right. <laughs> on film crews. It was so funny. He, Always going out to audition. And he was so good. He's so good. On, I mean, he's great on Walking Dead, and he's 
he's great in this. And what else? What was the other thing? He wasn't he a negotiator? I think he's one of the dirty cops, though, isn't he? In negotiator? Oh, I'm sorry. Negotiator. The no, negotiator. you're thinking of Stephen Bauer. The negotiator is that the Sam Jackson, yeah, F. Kevin Gar- Spacey F. Gary movie? F. Gary Gray. Yeah, it's a movie I saw once and I never saw it again. I love that movie. Yeah, I get that in the Corruptor mixed up. I like the Corruptor too. Yeah, I'm just also. saying they're like I mixed those two movies up for some reason. Corruptor, got a, negotiator, but the Corruptor's the got a better score, and so I, uh, Carter Burrell. So oh, Sal, hold on, whose nickname is Gummy Bear for some reason? What's the matter, baby? You have to go pee. Are you freaking out about your butthole again? That's my dog, not Freddy. <laughs> not me. I'm not. Mine's fine. Oswald. A little cream. Come here. What's you all right, buddy? Baby? What's wrong, pal? What's going on? Yeah, let's go potty. What is it? What's wrong? What is wrong? What's wrong, Oswald? Uh, so Tommy and Sal roll so, up. So Tommy and Sal roll up and they're like, oh, hey, you know what? You got to come with me, Joey. Your kid's coming too. He's a kid here. No, no, you're coming with. And they take him out to this landfill, the forum of this landfill. Joey's sure he's fucked. Right, because we his, just lost the gun again because we see Sal, the pimp, get in a taxi and leave. Did you hear that whine? I did. That, that's Oswald. Are you making your first appearance on the podcast, Ozzy? Ozzy, what's up? So they're at the landfill and Joey's done in his head and just look at his face like, I'm fucked. That's where they take people in movies like this to kill them. Landfills. Yeah, right, landfills. I'm sure and there's a lot of people buried Tommy's, in the landfill. Tommy's getting worked up and he's just building up and building up and you're just like, oh shit, gun comes out and then Joey's challenging him and I'm like, what the I've fuck? I've known you, you for years. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, we're boys. Uh, we, uh, uh, and then the boom. Tommy turns a weapon right on Fucking Sal blows Sal's brains out. Blows his construction building brains all over. Right. I mean, he's eating gummy up. bears too. That's the point. Gummy bears. That's why they call him gummy. They call him gummy. Gummy bear. Sal, Sal's a dead man. I'm like, what the? What's going on? And then Tommy just reveals that Sal that was he's, a fucking informant. He's an informant for Chaz Palmateri. Fucking rat. What a rat scumbag. motherfucker. And now, as he's explaining this stuff to Joey, they're cutting back and forth with Rydell. Because Chaz Palmateri won his money that got left on the floor during that robbery. So he probably, he's blackmailed them and saying, you better be in this locker at right. this train stop or you're fucked. You're done. But in, like I said, in between all this, Tommy explaining that Sal was an informant, Rydell takes the bag out of the locker, goes into the toilet stall. By the way, lots of toilet stalls in this movie. Shot a lot of them. Yeah. want to say they built them. I feel like it was at the diner. <laughs> it wasn't, though. No. It, it was, was like in the airport. Bus, it was in the bus, bus depot. Bus depot yeah. where he got the bag. Was. Out of the bag. And he goes in there and found a phone, little Simtex. Phone books and Simtex. A Simtex cell phone. So he calls him in the Simtex and the phone blows up and we assume he's dead. Yeah. I mean, blew the shit out. He's dead. Oh, I he's know. dead. All right. But I mean, we don't see him, but you know, it's a movie. So who knows? Tommy rounds up Joey and Oleg and off they go to the ice rink. Yeah, man. Early in the movie, they were already talking about going to a hockey game. And right. That they're big fans of this non-existing team. Yeah, this non-existing <laughs> this fic- team. This fictional hockey it team. exists in only in Czechoslovakia where no, they no. shot the ice rink. No, It's no. all shot in Czechoslovakia. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's anyway. supposed to be New Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey Devils. Non-devils. That. Well, they're kind of referring to that because because of red versus blue. Right. That's another thing too. Is like little, not so subtle things. Are they called the razors? The rest, yeah, the razor. The red versus blue. So it the razors are razors. red and, and the blue is the other. Do you ever see what the other team is? Nah. No. But it's kind of like yeah, you, you get this major dense Russian aspect to this movie versus the American aspect. This is fucking America, man. Right. You get into that shit later. Yeah. So it's the whole red versus blue thing that they say several times in the movie is actually yeah yeah it's more it's it's not I want to say subtext because it's just right it's not subtext it's It's non non subtext it's in front of you so here we are so so Tommy takes Joey and Oleg to the ice rink and we see Frankie and his rival Russian mob boss even. Ivan. He's Ivan, Ivan Yurgoski. It's he's he's the uncle of uh, what's his face? Anzor. Anzor. Like because he mentioned his name a bunch of times, but now we finally get to see the man, the myth. Right. Who kind of oddly looks weirdly like Danny Houston, but it's not. No, he's the dude from Fringe. Yeah, he's an Australian dude, John yeah. Noble, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wonderful in Fringe. If you know, oh, what I saying. love, this is like, dude, I love him in Fringe. This is the second or third time I've mentioned Fringe. Yeah, I love Fringe. I get First a bonus for that anyway. show. Oh, First two dude. seasons are great. I love all seasons. So anyway. now we're at the hockey rink and it's the shit. Everybody's on the fucking ice. So Ivan, Ivan's brought Anzor in there to pressure Oleg to tell him who gave him the gun. 
We're trying to find out who where this gun came where from. Where did the gun come because from? Because the Ivan only cares about where the gun came from for the overall deal that Frankie's supposed to have him. But more importantly, Anzar got shot with it. Right. And they want he wants to know who shot him. And Ivan's pissed. Ivan's like I said, he's not just old school, he is old country old school. Yeah. And he can't figure out why this fucking kid's not respecting him. So he slaps him for not for the kid for Oleg not telling yeah, him where the gun came from. But Oleg doesn't give a fuck because he gets beat on a daily basis. He's used to it because, it's, like you said, it's a daily occurrence for him. But he's protecting Joey, and he's looking at Joey across the ice, and he knows he could just say, "I got the gun from him." Right. He has to think based on the life that he's been living that everybody's going to end up dead here that needs to be dead here. Right. What's the point of revealing that? He improves the chances of everybody, more people walking away from this, as if he doesn't say anything. Right. And you know what? He has so much hate for Anzor. So why the fuck is he going to have any kind of fear or respect just by a notoriety to his uncle, Ivan? Right. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Doesn't care. So Ivan slaps Oleg. Joey loses his shit. Ivan, Ivan's one of Ivan's, or a couple of Ivan's thugs grab Joey and beat the fuck out of him and throw him on the ice. Would, yes. What makes me laugh, dude, is the way that nobody can walk on the goddamn ice. Right. Except for Paul Walker. So he's got, he's, dude, look at this. I'm somebody that's played a lot of hockey and I've walked on ice. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's not difficult. I'm just saying if this was their big fucking plan, <laughs> it wasn't very well thought out by these right. old school gangsters. Cause yeah. they like, none dude. of them can seem to fucking walk on the ice. Right. And I got to think, man, they really fucked up that ice too. Cause they probably yeah. to do the ice. Cause you know, dude. They, they had, they probably had like, it was a hundred grand to shoot that sequence to light it. I believe it's all lit that. with black light. Yeah, we get to, we get to that part yet. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's still it's still standard hockey rink lighting at this point. <laughs> right, I just get excited. <laughs> Ivan tells tells Anzor, "I'm like, kill the kid. If you're not, you got to kill the kid." And he refuses to do it. And a reactment right out of his hero John Wayne's movie and cow and cowboys, his moment where John Wayne walks away, knowing he's damn well he's going to get a shot. Right, and he does. Ivan's men shoot him dead. Do you notice that when they shoot him dead, two of the bullet they're right in the eyes of John Wayne. Right, like the two two of the shots are literally bink bink. They're right in John Wayne's fucking face, right through his eyes. I don't know. I don't know what Wayne Kramer is trying to say. Uh, I'm not either. I'm not saying he was trying to say anything, but it's fucking cool. It looks cool as shit. One of the when thing- Oleg drops to his, or not Oleg, but when uh, Anzer drops to his knees and you're like, there's fucking blood dripping out of the eyes of John Wayne yeah. down his back. It's, it's really, pretty awesome. It's pretty great. But wh- another thing I really like about that is when he gets shot, he's in the foreground. I mean, he's right on the camera and it's total CG because he has no shirt on. Right. So the bullet wound comes out, out the front of, uh, you know, through his chest and usually digital shit like that does not look good. I don't know that it's digital. How do they pull that off, though? Yeah, I, think it, Maybe, I feel like it's practical. It, here's what I can see happening. And I've seen a lot or of... Or practical with a digital... That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, seeing that, I'm seeing that a lot more now. And this is really how it should be done. But another thing about it is the way it's lit, all the light's behind him. So it makes the shot even yeah. crazier. Um, I still think it's a diopter kind of shot. I yeah. think there might be one involved in there, and that shot was actually lit much better than it was. And then during the grading, they made it darker. Um, they needed a brighter to pull off their their plate. That they needed to whether it was digital or it was shot practical and optically stuck on there, or whatever. Right. It it's so effective, and I'm like, and every time it happens, I'm like, oh, I always forget that he gets shot without a shirt on, because that that stuff just doesn't usually work. And no, it, and digital, digital, digital blood and but also is tough. I feel like they maybe in edit, in the edit they removed a couple extra frames so that your eye doesn't. You know maybe. what I mean? Maybe I don't know. It could be something um, like that. But it's, it's it's effective. And Super for a movie effective. that came out in two thousand six, it's crazy. Like it's look, Jurassic Park came out in ninety three, right? Yeah, set the standard for computer generated. You know elements being put in a movie where you're it's believable but another reason why it's believable in a movie like jurassic park is because there's because we're talking about a planet we're talking about a park full of dinosaurs right going there's, in there's well there's that but there's also there's the nano there's a physical animatronic version of it that helps sell it all yeah are you saying that anzor is a fucking robot no i'm saying anzor cg oh yeah, well me might be he's all cg uh, except for the practical bullets. except for the <laughs> He's, so he's CG and the bullet is the like bullet, a real the thing. The bullet's practical. They just kept it on a board, <laughs> alive, breathing. 
Put it in the middle of the CGI Anzor. It's going to be great. Dude. Just wrap that shit around. Yeah, curl his chest. I also love how the John Wayne tattoo looks like a prison tattoo. <laughs> like, I know what it is, but it looks like it was done, like, super crudely. And Ivan turns to Oleg, and he's going to kill Oleg now. And, you know, Joey's on the on the ice, all bloodied after getting his ass kicked and everything, right? Part of the crazy moments at this point, I they, they turn all the black lights on. Right. The, at they, some point. You throw, they throw the power. It's like you hear it's click, 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 all the power is going to. And then it just like they look like emergency. But yeah, the, all that black light comes up. Black light comes on. And part of the, the thugs that are kicking Joey's ass is also these two dudes, hockey players that yeah. come on the ice. And they got Joey laying down. And they're taking slap shots at his face with a puck and just slapping the faces, beating Dude, the fuck out of him. Dude, when that first fucking puck hits his fucking face, yeah. I mean, that blood spurt, the, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. See, and I mentioned hockey again. Somebody has played a bit. Some people don't understand how hard a rubber puck is. Now, those pucks are frozen. Like, if you see an NHL game, every single one of those pucks is sitting in a cooler that came right from a freezer. It prevents the puck from bouncing as much. So it's like a fucking brick yeah. being shot at him. And it's, so again, knowing how heavy and how rough that is and what a frozen puck feels like, it sells it. I mean, you don't really need to know. You're seeing the effects of it. I'm like going that. If everybody ever, anybody ever questions you, the realism of the kind of damage that can do. Come on, man. How do you think people, dude? Hockey players aren't missing teeth because right. they're getting fights because they're getting pucks and sticks in the face too. Yeah, the pucks are that heavy, dude. There's a reason why there's a giant plexi fucking screen around hockey yeah. rink. It's f- and. People will die from pucks, get them hit in the head. The poor girl in that Nashville game years ago. Right. It's one of the reasons why I mean, when you go to an NHL game, there's netting everywhere. There used to not be netting ever. Right. But it wasn't It wasn't worth Yeah, baseball's all. finally getting on board with that shit too. Fuck, that's another one too. That's so scary. I can't so believe scary. it's even like a question, like why people are even upset about it. It's taken away from the game. I can't coach a foul, but fuck you. The frequency in which a puck ends up in the stand was so few and far between, but foul balls? Dude, like 50 a game. Easy. I mean, that's on the low end. I'm just saying, 30, I don't yeah, know what yeah. it is. It's, I would say 35 or 40 on each side of the, yeah. of the, I'm, of I'm the saying stadium. Like, I've seen 10 in an at-bat, <laughs> right? I mean, a guy goes deep in the count. Fouling shit off. I mean, and, come on. And if you go a plus ending game, yeah, it's. And it, then as people leave, there's the odds of getting hit are better, <laughs> greater. I mean, it's fucked up. I, I, I have no problem with them adding netting. And and when the Yankees are in town and my and and Aaron Judge is here, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah, you get you got fear of being in the parking lot when Dude, he's up bad. Like Fres- he's a monster. Fresno State. Yeah. Aaron Judge. <laughs> You go, Aaron. But uh, yes, yeah, so yeah, the pucks in the face, man. Th- this is like a brutal sequence. I remember, it really like, is. like literally, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Too, because it's something I'd never seen in a movie before. Right. Like I remember seeing it. I was like, because it, it was part of the trailer, maybe. Like maybe you know. But I don't I, think. I, I think it was just they didn't show it actually happened. But he was down. They showed the dude skating around. They were like selling that whole thing, and then. Like when I saw the movie, I was like, "Motherfucker, that is like something I've never seen in a movie before." Yeah, there's there's lots of visual elements you've never seen in a movie before right. and it doesn't feel gimmicky it just works sometimes especially when you're having a music video director transitioning into features or television or whatever it is they're doing they're trying to they're not capable of doing anything more than an extended version extended music video right but Wayne shows that he can't that's why I think it's so cool early on that he gets his music video thumbprint out of the way early on in the movie yeah it's effective, and he doesn't go back. Well, he does go back to it somewhere, in a, in, but it's all tied, and, in, and you don't see much of it because it just it just turns into a tight thriller the rest of the way. And it's like that from the beginning. It doesn't. It never feels gimmicky. The movie. No, not at all. So to me, it, it's like the better version of Smoking Aces. Well, kind on, of. I mean, I'm just saying. Argument. I mean, like, no, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, like, like for me, like, I mean, I like Smoking Aces, but I'm just saying I it's think, like. I this think, is like a more realistic, sort of grimier version, maybe. I think it's a good double bill. I'll yeah, I would that. watch them I'll together s- for I'll, sure. I'll say that that makes sense. But yeah, Kramer, his like style, it doesn't ever, it doesn't get in the way in this movie at all. After Joey's getting the shit beat out of him, right? Pucks to the face, get his ass kicked by the thugs before he got thrown on the ice. He sees that Ivan's about to kill Oleg, and he just starts yelling at Ivan and say, "You want, you know, when you know where the gun came from? It came, the order came from Frankie." Right. Frank, See, from Frankie. Frankie wanted to kill Anzor 
because he was cooking meth and pitching in, his in neighborhood. the neighborhood. Right. The whole thing was like, you're in Frankie's territory, you're cooking meth and you're selling in my territory. And we're like going, we know that's bullshit. We're like, well, what's going on? But Joey's desperate, man, because he's about to get killed. The kid's about to get killed. And right. he's got to do something to kind of hold it off. And I'm like, but the whole time you're like going, he's in a position of, he's not getting out of this. Someone's going to, it's like the shootout at the end of true romance. It's like, no one's going to walk away from this. This is exactly, it's very much like that sort of true romance. Right. Sort of Mexican standoff. It's right. all going to go to shit. Who's going to get. And all you're thinking to yourself is all Joey's doing right now is what he's just prolonging the death of both of them. In but part of me was thinking, you know what? Joey thinks, hey, look, I'm dead. The kid's dead. I want to make sure that everybody's, everybody's dead. dead. Yeah, for sure. He's not thinking he's getting out of it. I don't even think he cares at no. that point. I thought he, I, he was just trying to. Little sleeping angel. Keep the hell out he is. Oswald's sleeping on the floor in here. Sleep. As soon as Joey makes his accusation, Tommy like pulls out his gun, you motherfucker, and he just starts shooting the place up, and it's a major shootout. People are just getting shot left and right. One thug kills Tommy right away because he's because he's going right after Ivan. No, Tommy's going for fucking for Joey. He's fucking shooting at the ice and he gets planked by yeah. one of those oh, dudes. Yeah. And then he's just he's just shooting. And it all goes kind of fucking batshit. Right. Tommy Tommy's trying to shoot Joey. Um one of the thug, one of the Russian thug kills Joey. Or kills kills Tommy. Tommy. Kills Tommy. And then Frankie gets into a standoff with Ivan. Uh, and that's when he shows him it's just oh fuck you. Oh, grabs his nipples and shit yeah. and starts oh, twisting. It's like going, man, you're the scientist from Fringe, man. Dude, you're not supposed to be like this. Whatever, what man. Happened? Where's Astrid? This this version or the alternate reality version? I think it's the alternate reality version. That's kind of probably what he was. Really That's the like. other other real alternate. The other other thing. A fringe. My favorite <laughs> shot in this whole shootout is when uh, the big kind of heavy, you know, the old school henchman who's with Frankie fucking gets his fucking chunk of his fucking head oh, blown yeah. off. Yeah. Where he cocks his gun, ah, his fucking head just blows <laughs> off. It's clean. Dude, they storyboarded the shit out of these like Had gun battles. No, oh, fuck. Yes. Ooh, it, yeah. And I think that's just Wayne's that's his his thing. music video yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like every sequence, anything that is... I mean, I feel like everything is storyboarded fully, really well in this movie. I'm sure it was. But like those pieces in general, I bet there's just like every fucking piece of it. Right. You know, like 60 fucking drawings. <laughs> 60 pieces. Here it is. Every uh-huh. bit of it. I want to shoot all of it exactly like this. Because it's, I mean, it's it's very economical, but it's also like they get, they all, the cameras are all in the right places. And right. Frankie kills Ivan. Mob boss versus mob boss. One walks away. Enough. There can be only one. There can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> so Frankie, he's now he's going after Joey, and then Joey. What does Joey say to him? Oh, motherfucker, guess what? You're fucked. You're fucking fucked. And Frankie's like, oh, I'm fucking fucked, huh? And he pulls open his shirt. And there's a, a wire. He's got a wire on. I'm a fucking FBI agent, dude. You're what fucked. the fuck? Yeah, dude, totally. Now, I'd seen the movie before, but I I totally fucking forgot. I was so wrapped up into what's going on. I totally forgot that he is a fucking cop. I mean, what's funny was I I never forgot he was a cop, but I forgot he was an FBI. I knew he was yeah. undercover, but I couldn't remember. I thought he was just a cop. I didn't even realize that. I, I kept thinking, oh, yeah, he's a... But then I'm like, no, he's not. That's not this movie. That's Fast and Furious. Um, no, I did. I was fucking like, I totally... Dude, when he pulled the wire out, I was like, holy shit, he is a fucking cop. Yeah. He's a fucking fed. Yeah. And that yeah. was like... Cause like there were, then I thought back. I was like, oh, there was other pieces in the movie. How the fucking cops keep showing up? Right. Like when they catch Oleg fucking running in the subway and they grab him. And there's like, there's a couple shots of helicopters. I'm like, why the fuck? What? Yeah. And it was the FBI. I yep. mean, but it all, like, I was so engrossed in what was going on. I didn't even think about, like, the end right. of it. Like, I was like. They did such a great job dancing around the cop thing. Because right. you just think that he's a thug. The good, the, the thing that really helped sell it is when he fucking wasted fucking uh, Sal. It was when Tommy shot Sal in the head. And right. fucking get that whole, like, Sal was the rat. Yeah, Sal was the rat. Sal right. was the fucking rat. That's yep. everything that's wrong was all Sal. Right. Because that's one of the things about the opening of the movie with that the whole thing. So we, we made a true romance reference just a moment ago about the and shit. It opens like the end of true romance. And, no. Well, I guess in a way, it's still a drug deal kind of thing, right? Well, there's the shot through the mattress with the fucking. Right. But I, but I was going to go even further back in Tarantino's career and look at Reservoir Dogs. You got you got the undercover 
through it and right. he was there. So you just assume he's the one that later on when you're kind of like thinking about it. Oh, Sal must have been the guy that ratted out about the whole. Right. He's Mr. Orange. He is Mr. Orange. Right. But no. You know what I would say? I would say running scared makes Kill Bill look like Sesame Street. <laughs> what do you got to do? Because Billy Crystal is, what do you want from him? I mean, he's like wearing oh, a big I mean bird. This, you mean no. this running scared? Right. They've got Joe Pantoliano dressed up as a big bird. Right. They even make a reference to it. Right. Parakeet. And then Jimmy Spence is playing who? Snuffleupagus. Frankie's pissed. Oh, you motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. And Oleg sees what's going on, distracts him, and enables Joey to disarm Ivan and kill him. Yep. He's dead. Not Ivan, Frankie. Right. Next thing you know, FBI and local police Boom. storm the building. It doesn't say ice rink building on it. No, because we know what it is. Because it says building. It doesn't need to say building. It's an no. ice rink. It's an ice rink. We know we saw him go inside. Yeah. It's, and we've we been inside. And we know it's a building. It's not a stadium. What if it said ice stadium? <laughs> right. Or is, it, is that, a, do they call it? Well, you can stay. They you call it a rink. It, but that's, but that's a. They're new. in the fucking ice rink. Yeah. I mean, you call it an ice rink. Well, you know, I've always called it ice I building. Hate when, I hate an when ice you, building would be like where like they load trucks full of ice. Right. Right. Well, why would you? I don't know. Well, look, at, I never understood when stadiums have the word stadium in it. Yeah. Just say Petco Park. Staples Center. It's a stadium. The center for it's Staples. Staples Center. Dodger Stadium. The Forum. Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Well, I, I, but then there's another reason why I never refer to I always refer to it as the ravine. I never call it. Do you call it Chavez Ravine? No, I just call it the ravine. The ravine. I just, I've always, I've called it since I was a kid. Joey and Oleg are like free of the situation. He says, you want to go get something to eat? Want some breakfast? Let's go get some breakfast. Starving. And go back to, I think it's the same diner. So it is the same diner. It's the same diner. Because it's kind of where the lowlifes hang out in their neighborhood. Right. And they go there and they do their eating and they're getting ready to leave and Joey's paying for the food and who walks in? Lester. The albino pimp. Yeah, he's amped up. He's been fucking blow, doing blow all night. Yeah. He is fucking raging at five in the morning. Because it's early, right? The sun's coming up. Yeah. Because it was dark when they came out of the hockey stadium. Yeah. Building. Stadium. Building. <laughs> so, they came out of the hockey stadium. Lester, Lester. Well, well, well. Look who we got here. Yeah, the you whole little thing. bastard. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. What? No, what, what? It's so it's so over Dude, the top. It and, is. And Wayne Wayne clearly is kind of taking a shot at black exploitation movies. Yeah, and he's kind by, of like the Mad Hatter by making fun. I mean, literally, I mean, he's making a statement because the black exploitation. We're not even black exploitation movies. Just movies of the seventies. Grindhouse most, shit, most of man. the time when when a black man was in a movie and he was wearing a suit, wasn't a lawyer. Nope. Just, just the shit this town used to do with with you know minority actors and actresses. You no, know, yeah, he would be a pimp, and he would be talking just like Lester. Yeah, it, and it didn't hit me until I don't know three or four viewings in what he was doing. What Wayne was just trying to not just make a statement, but say you know what bullshit it is. The kind of movies in the past would have just treated minorities in in film in such a shitty way, and I think that's why he cast a white guy and right but it's so weird because like if when i first like i thought about it like looking at lester he dude i can't really that's why i thought he was he's albino he's just so weird i think doesn't even like his teeth he's got a grill he's got a gold tooth. yeah he said he's got a it's grill. all ridiculous it it's, is it's like over the top but it's awesome it is and, it's, and, then, and then he i mean that's what i'm saying it, it, that's how i realized he was just trying to make a statement yeah. by all of it because he wasn't going to be another one of those fucking asshole filmmakers that has to he's got the the pimp character lester is necessary in the movie he, yeah. he's needed in the movie I mean, I feel like everybody you meet in the movies unsavory. Fucking, there's not like oh, one. No, it's like a fairy tale. It's like they're traveling through this fucking like again back to that whole like they're just traveling through this fucking disgusting fucking fairy tale kingdom. Right. Like it's like if somebody hit fucking once upon a time, and there was an enchanted land, and they hit it with the fucking fucking disgust wand, and then that's what it was. Right. Right. Like everybody's fucking crazy weird i mean lester's like a creepy weird mad hatter pimp and right and there's like the oh look at these lovely people and they're fucking horrible fucking snatching kid weirdo right grant hansel and gretel nonsense it's weird dude so they get into a struggle um that hit oh, sorry. well there's the whole standoff again but, yeah like goes, now he's got the gun out and there's the gun right well the gat the gat the gat <laughs> The gat. The gat is the gizmo. Yeah, the gat is the gizmo in this the, movie. The gat is the gizmo. Gat it, gizmo. It literally is the catalyst for everything, everything that happens, happens in the movie. Yes, hundred percent. And then it doesn't glow purple, but it's shiny chrome. Yeah, man, it's shiny. That's the thing. 
It's always the gizmo or the gat. It's always something shiny. <laughs> shiny shit will get you into trouble is what I basically what learned from these two movies. Just go with some dull shit. So how comes, I mean, the, the gun comes out. Out comes you, you, the... You think Joey's not aware of what's going on. Right. And then he's, because he's paying for the meal. And out comes the switchblade. From and the beginning a, of the movie. From the beginning of the movie. And there's a struggle. We don't know what's going on. The gun goes off. Next thing you know, we're in the car. And we see a, we see we, a shot of Lester with a knife in his neck. Yeah. And they're driving away. And there's blood all over Oleg. And you're like, oh, the kid got shot. Damn. And they're driving and driving. We, we find out, no, Joey's the one has been shot. And he's fucking all over the place. He's all over the place, <laughs> almost getting in car accidents. Joey's kills a guy on the bike. They almost get in some accidents. And there's several points where... Oleg. Oleg is reaching over to control the steering wheel. He can't reach the pedals. He's in the passenger seat. So he's just trying to control them from crashing. And they finally do crash right into the wall in the front yard of Joey's house. Right. And out comes Teresa and Nikki. And they're like, what's going on? And that, you know, they've already revealed at this point that he's been shot in the stomach. And he starts telling her, no matter what you hear, it's always been about you two. It's always been about you and Nikki. And Nikki comes out, say, I'm going to get weeby pounded. <laughs> right? Again, this is that thing where being a father of a 12-year-old is watching your 12-year-old come out and what, basically watching you die. And I'm like going, fuck. See, when you hit 50, you think about your mortality a lot more. And you get weeby over scenes like that. I'm like, I'm, I instantly put myself... Not that I'm running around shooting people or getting into shit like that. Or you're an undercover FBI agent. But I'm, hey. I'm none of those things. You could be. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm not going to be undercover for anything these days. <clears throat> so I usually put myself in that situation. And you're watching. You're watching Joey die now. And he's just telling Teresa, no matter what you hear, it's all lies. It's all bullshit. And you're like, wait, does she even know he's a cop? Does he even, I mean, she, no, does he doesn't know because he's, he's law enforcement. No, 12 years undercover. He's hey, fucking but, yelling it to and Frankie. He, and, and that's right. And and I remember when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, that's right. She doesn't know because he, because he's no yelling idea. at Frankie going, my wife doesn't even know. Right. Yeah. yeah. That whole fucking confessional. I mean, in that fucking intro, how long he'd been undercover. Dude. So, oh my gosh, dude. dude so, and at the same time, all this shit's going on. What is going on next door in fucking Oleg's garage? Right. Right? All that fucking shit Mila, all happens. And, the, and then while they're like sitting you there, think, kind of, right? They're sitting there dealing with, you <laughs> it know, It couldn't Joey. get any fucking worse. Right. On screen. There's a giant explosion. Right. And, but just before the explosion, we see Mila back in the garage with all the meth shit and she's holding a picture, right? Yeah. She's holding a picture. Yeah, yeah. And she decides, like, I'm fucking done. Yep. Because she's she she has nothing to live for because she thinks Anzor's gone off or Ivan to and kill her Oleg's kids. Dead. So she has no reason to live. Right. So she blows herself up. In grand fashion. And so, then we cut to So you so all the while you're seeing Joey die and there's paramedics showing up and there's cops showing up and they're not showing up. You initially think you're showing up for him. Like, oh, no, that's right. The whole fucking backyard's all blown up. Right. Fuck that just blew up. So when the paramedics show up, they see the car. So they think that's weird. They don't necessarily know what's going on. They've been called to a scene with, with an explosion. They don't know if the car's related to what's happened. Right. So they start taking Joey out, and they're pulling the crane shot, and they fade away. And now we're at a funeral. We're at an FBI agent's funeral. It's Nikki, Teresa, and Oleg. Clearly, Oleg's been adopted by the family. You know, she's got to fill in the, the he's hole. He's got nowhere to go. It's true, he's got nowhere to go. But at the same oh, like, time, she needs to, you know, like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Joey's dead. And they need. She needs somebody else to take care of. Yeah, she needs that hole to fill. They end up going to drive to a small farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. And some. You see the red some, car. You see the red car. And there's some car. There's, there's some dude, like, on underneath a truck working on something, right? The car. Yeah, yeah, and she comes walking up with a flag. And all she folded walks up. it up, the flag's all folded up, and she's, oh, I'm never gonna bury you again. You're like, what, Joey? He's not dead, right? Yay, Paul Walker's not dead in this movie. In the movie, I know. It's weirdly, it's it's weird. When we started talking about watching the movie again, this is the first time I've seen it since he passed. And me too. Um, it was it was the one time once like oh he's dead that i got reminded that he was dead cuz the whole movie i wasn't even thinking about 
the fact that Paul was, you know, was had already, you know, Paul was gone. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a rough go. And you realize, oh my gosh, look, they had to do what they had to do because to protect everybody involved. Yeah. You know, it, he, it was 12 years, man, of some shit. There's a lot of people looking for that guy. Yep. When that shit comes out. Yep. They could have easily done a sequel. Easily oh, yeah. done a sequel. For sure. Because, dude, there are Russian people involved in this. They're always after somebody. Dude, exactly. Even in 2006. Right. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I was always kind of, like, bummed. But then I was also kind of glad there wasn't a sequel. That it was well, just no, kind of final. Yeah, I think it works better the way it yeah. does. And, you know, we don't need to... Don't need to rehash that shit. Because, like, look, everybody... All the unsavory characters that are in the movie are dead. Yeah. So it would just be a bunch of new unsavory so, characters. So a bunch of new ones. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and not every movie needs and, a sequel, right? And then when you got your reveal of Joey's an FBI agent, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, well, that's that's a reveal. That's a big thing in the movie. So what are you gonna do? Pretend like he's not, right? And you look at Fast and the Furious playing Brian. I mean, you know he's a cop from the beginning. Yeah. So it's not like you're not a, you're not going through anything. There's no surprise there. Right. But you would you could have never explained why this white boy shows up at all these races. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, he looks like he's from, you know, Glendale. I think he's from Glendale. One might Arizona. Say Arizona. <laughs> near, that, near the army uh, base? He looks like he might be, yes, kind of like maybe he knows. Maybe him and Stockwell went to high school together. Motorhead Brian. Motorhead Brian. <laughs> See, yeah, it, it just all goes Hey, Fast and Furious is a car movie, too. Yeah, right. And they had a goat. They did have a goat. Holy shit. Shit. They missed their, they missed, you know what would have made, you know what would have made the Fast and Furious franchise work if they would have just put Stockwell in the first one? Otherwise, you know, it kind of killed, kind of killed the franchise, didn't it? Not having Stockwell in it? Because they, they, the rest of them, they didn't make any more after that first one. Jesus, I'm, I'm like going, I'm just thinking about where I can take this sucker. <laughs> Oops. So, holy shit. So, Yes, another, sorry, other episodes that we've talked about, we really have gone like beat by beat for the movie. And yeah. the, this is the first movie that we've done since you've been back. And so it's the first movie one we've done in four months. Yep. Five, oh, yeah, like five. Least, yeah, right, since like early, the end of March. No, we did it April. April 6th. Yeah, that's We did that tomorrow on April 6th. Right. So, yeah, so it's been four months, five months. Yeah, you're right, yeah. five months. Fuck. September 11th. My gosh, it's right September 11th. They didn't even say that. I know we did because I was yammering about fucking asshead. Right. And it's, and it's also, it's not relevant to what we're talking about no. today. So kicks of the week, dude. <laughs> kicks of yeah, the week. Yeah, let's do some kicks and of the I, week. And I wasn't joking about that. My kick of the week actually is Fringe. And yes, you can rent it from a lot of different places or you can buy it digitally or you can buy the Blu-ray. But just recently, IMDb, who's owned by Amazon, started streaming, but with TV ads. Not like Hulu used to be, when or Hulu without that, you know, with ads and a couple other new um, and new streaming services like Shout TV has their own thing with ads, that kind of thing. But it's free content, which is really cool. So anyway, you can watch all five seasons of Fringe on IMDb TV. I don't know if it's a standalone app yet, but I know you can get to it from the IMDb app. It'll take you right to Amazon and you can watch it that way, which is kind of cool. But that's pretty dope. And the show is really fun. I think it's one of those ones that if you're into sci-fi and a little bit, if you're into X-Files, you get a little bit of that serialized thing where you have the the through line story, but you also have your standalone episodes, which were always the best um, X-Files episodes for the standalones. But now that's my kick of the week and it's a fun one. My kick of the week is uh, it is Soon to be hockey season. <laughs> so it I'm is. just saying, go to a hockey game. I mean, we, you know. we are here. Preseason yeah. is next week. Right. It's hockey season. I'm this going movie's to a, all about hockey. I'm going to a game next week, actually. Right. Uh, so if you can, Houston you live in a city where they have hockey, which is like every city. Every city's got an NHL team, an AHL team, or go watch Pee Wee. That's Dude, what I'm saying. Go see no, some non-professional hockey. Nothing is more fun. I, and I'll say this. I'd rather go see... Pee Wee kids play then go to a Stanley Cup final game even if it's my team because those kids play for 
the love yeah. of the game. There's nothing involved in it. They're not they're not old enough to be like, I gotta win to win. I'm playing because I want to play. Right. It's the so fun. Yeah, man. So I mean, fun. I grew up like uh we would go see Fresno Falcons games. Right. Which is, you know, like minor league hockey. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like like there and there was no money being made in hockey like in the late seventies and the early eighties. No. For any minor league hockey dudes. No. I mean it was kind of close to slap shot. Right. I would think. Uh, but uh, yeah, go see hockey and get out. Go go do something. Go see some sporting events. Yeah, go see some kids. A football started this week too. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. We had our first um, first Sunday NFL Sunday. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Karate Pod, or you can find me um, at Corey Culp, and also on Instagram at Culprit ninety seven. You can find me on Instagram. At Rock and Roller 33. You can find me on Twitter at Freddie Love at Raven Shattuck on Twitter or your Twitter or my Twitter, somebody's Twitter. See that? Tweet see, it out. See, you had to make the same joke you mean. Yeah, totally. <laughs> my Instagram or your Instagram? My Instagram, your Instagram, who cares? Yeah. So you but can... I made it for Twitter this time. <laughs> so just go ahead and find me at Twitter. It's dangerous out there. See, we have a, we have a handful of followers and yeah, something else too. Um, so we have this box set. It's, it's all eight movies. Um, just kind of a, this is a Paul Walker movie. So we thought that was a good time to give it away. But we're only going to give it away once we hit 100 followers on the Karate Pod Twitter handle. Until then, we're not giving shit away. <laughs> Are we giving it to number 100? No, we're giving away to everybody that's eligible. And that's everybody that follows us. Up to 100. No, but it's got to be more than 100. Because I follow it and you follow it. Right. And so and so, so, we, so it needs to be yes. 102. <laughs> when we get to 102. And Joe Lynch, you're not eligible because I heard you shit talking Fast and Furious on Sunday, so you can't have this. And you have 100 different tweeter handles. Yeah. He does? Tweeter. <laughs> he just has the Joe Lynch on everything, doesn't he? Yeah, probably. I no, just, you're the one has got more than one. I got like three, five, ten, got, something like that. So when we hit... <laughs> 102. Um, we 102. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, take everybody's name, copy and paste it into some rando thing. And, into a virtual hat. In, uh, yeah, we're going to send it out. Now, here's the thing. This is only going to be shipped out to North America. So if you're in Canada or if you're in the United States, that's what it is. And it has not to do with, I have any problem sending anything worldwide because now we're com- but you're just coming down to the fact that it's a locked region. Yep. This set. So that's the only reason we're being extra cautious about it. When we start giving away t-shirts and hats and bullshit like that, yeah, that's worldwide. Don't worry about that. But that's just the reasoning behind it because we don't want to hear about it later. I can't play this. <laughs> yeah, there's some accent that I'm not going to do from somebody that we gave the disc to. Oh, yeah. Because it, yeah. yeah. Or, or another language. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> so that's it for this week. Um, politics of contraband, friends. Really? So do yourself a favor, check out Peter Himes, Running Scared, Billy Crystal, and... and I mean, Billy Crystal and um, Paul Walker. And Jimmy or, Spence. And, or you can and see... And Dennis, Dennis Farina. Or you see Wayne Kramer's uh, Running Scared, starring Gregory Hines, Chaz Palminteri, and Vera Farmiga. Yeah. And Oleg. And Chaz looks really hot in the underwear. I would pay money to watch Chaz roller skating on the boardwalk with Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. That'd be wonderful. 